Welcome to the eighth episode of GamerCore. I am DK. And just like U.S. casualties in Afghanistan, we are back. <laughs> yes, and we're in fact recording today on the uh, 20th anniversary of uh, the Mossad Fells Flag operation that uh, plunged us into Clown World and now Hell Realm. So that's kind of kind of funny. So we are we are back, and we we wanted to maybe catch up on a little bit of. Um, news first in the in the gaming world because there's been a couple couple interesting developments uh starting with the um ceo of tripwire interactive uh fairly how would you describe their i think i don't know like to the extent that there's still a mid-sized market that like i mean because they're not ea or activision but you know they're 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 still pretty big it's a double a they're i mean yeah they don't do like heavy marketing pushes. They kind of, uh, it's like a cult classic factory kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, so it's like, and as you know, not that it's like Oscar bait type games, but they're you know, very like hardcore dedicated fan bases. Um, I think Red Orchestra yeah. in particular, Red Orchestra Two, I guess. Um, is also, in particular. Yes, like, they make like the based games. A yes. Lot of based games are them. Um, Oh, I didn't realize they pub- published Xenoclash. That was a kind of yeah. That was yeah. a interesting. Um, yeah. They make a lot of like Evropen games, you know, games you the, can bring to the IE meetup kind of games, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, Europa with a V. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, well, and Alex mentioned Alex McNabb uh, was on Tedious yesterday, and Alex McNabb mentioned that he um, was a big fan of Killing Floor Two, especially for the um, the uh, Halloween updates, and and they just developed a. F- Fairly, I think, well regarded. I mean, is they their meta for whatever you want to take Metacritic to be worth. Their their meta ratings tend to hover between like you know sixty eight to eighty two, is I guess sort of like the the range there. And uh, Man Eater, this I haven't played it, but I saw there was a fairly broad push, and it was getting some some press and and interest generally. This uh, kind of action RPG where you're a shark eating humans and stuff, uh, which is kind of funny. Um, may I don't know if it's five bucks sale sometime, maybe worth checking out. I don't know. I never played it. Um, or if it's free on the Epic store or something, but, uh, yeah. So, so these are the, these are the guys who developed, uh, the red orchestra series, the killing floor series, man eater and published, uh, Xeno clash chivalry and chivalry Two, And, and I think that was the most kind of, um, uh, well, we'll get into it. So I guess they're, they're I mean, red se- orchestra is red orchestra is pretty based. Yes. I actually never played it, but I'm, I'm familiar. And I know there's a, a lot of our guys who, who really enjoy I mean, it. World uh, War, I say World War II Arma is a pretty good, like... Right. Yeah. yeah. Like a realistic military simula- simulator style um, World War II setting, yeah. first-person, multiplayer first-person shooter. Is there, a, is there a campaign? I don't. My understanding is that it's pretty much multiplayer only. Is there any kind of campaign I'm on Red Orchestra? I'm pretty sure. Uh, they also, uh, I, f- I think it's multiplayer only. I've never heard of somebody playing. Uh, right. But yeah. To the point, they don't do a lot of games. They also did a Winter War game, or, or, or it's in the works. Uh, oh, okay. Which is like unfathomably based. <laughs> oh no, 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 that's the uh, that's a it's a community thing with uh, in Red Orchestra. So it's it's like a mod thing. But anyway, that's by the point. Um, yeah. So they're they're like a fair. Well, that, I guess it speaks to like their you know, um, they're not making like walking simulators or. Uh, you know, whatever these are, this is a, a, a fairly niche, fairly, um, I would, again, say, I would say hardcore is the word they make hardcore games. Like, yes, you have to, these are games are, you know, kind of an inch wide to mile deep. Uh, <laughs> I think manager might be the exception. Might be the exception. Manager seems a little more, uh, like 
kind of mass appeal, but most of their games are have very deep combat systems that you have to like learn to enjoy. Uh, they're kind of somewhat unforgiving in a lot of ways. They're fun, um, but I've, I've, I'm not like a huge tripwire games guy. But I I understand that like that's it's almost like kind of a genre unto its own. Yeah, yeah, that definitely yes. I think you're right. Like sometimes like developers, it's like a yeah. The developer is the genre, um, and they make like. Real, realism games is kind of like I would say like they they do they try to mimic realism as much as they can in like certain ways and they they're more fantastical in certain games but there's always like a deep uh, I, I would say it's one of the games that, it's games that are unique for like you the player has a ton of control over the avatar whereas like like it, you can interact with the world a ton of different ways instead of like calls doing left trigger right trigger you can like touch every element of your gear in Red Orchestra, you know? Like, it putting taking on, putting on bayonets, like, in-game. You, your avatar is, has a lot of... You have a lot of control of your avatar in uh, tripwire games, whereas not so much in standard uh, genre games. Definitely. Yeah, well, I actually can't say definitely, because I, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm familiar, again, I'm, like, I'm familiar with Red Orchestra from, from you know, people who have told me about it and, and you know, seeing it, but I haven't played it myself. It would be... Uh, Anike said he wanted to do a... Um, a, an episode of NIGR on it, and and I think that would be fun, but I just couldn't speak to it from a perspective yeah, my, of having my, my, played it. I think the most, most my tripwire game, or it's not. I think tripwire didn't, but they kind of I think they publish it because it's like, like once again like their genre is. The, I played the chivalry games a good bit. Yeah, and chivalry. Well, so okay, so that, that, maybe to bring it back. So yeah. the so the CEO or sorry, yeah, the uh, CEO Robert, and president. If, I don't think he's not listed on the Wikipedia page as a founder. It wouldn't surprise me if he were. I, I don't know if he is for sure. Do you know if he was? No, but he talked like one. If that makes sense. Right. Yeah, I, I get the sense he's been there pretty much from the beginning. Um, he writes on September fourth, uh, "quote proud of hashtag U.S. Supreme Court affirming the Texas law banning abortion for babies with a heartbeat." As an entertainer, I don't get political often. Yet with so many vocal peers on the other side of this issue, I felt it was important to go on the record as a pro-life game developer. Uh, and not only pro-life, but I have a, an article from the um, Christian Post that, without any kind of specific, but it make, would make sense, basically identifies him as a Christian. Say Christ, the, art, the headline is, Christian CEO of video game developer steps down amid backlash to support for Texas abortion law. And that was how this saga ended, kind of, I guess, predict, predictably. Ultimately, that well, I don't know. We could get into it in a second. It's but. also like pathetically. Yeah. Um, tripwire. I mean, we just to say, my take is very simple. Like, no one who plays tripwire games is actually mad at this. Right. It's like people who the, yes. The, the the tweet when it was still up was like a usual suspects of like the shittiest Bay Area game journalists who are crying about it and the shittiest shit live game devs crying about it. None of people who like play or make games for uh the like the the tripwire audience or the also i noticed that like a lot of people like i'm never gonna play man eater again or man eater what a shame i can't play it again no one was ever like i'm never playing red orchestra again (laughs) because like man eater was like their kind of their broad appeal game but right like they're not you basically like they didn't lose any of their base with this and they never will because people who play like Red Orchestra don't play video games they play Red Orchestra you know <laughs> yeah like, um, and that's like I think like Killing Floor too as well you know, Killing Floor as well that they like they didn't have to fold uh, they wanted to fold and it's a very small company they could have they could have just kept on chugging and uh Yes, you know, comparable studios have made studios make comparable remarks like studio heads, and just kept making games. Uh, what was what was the one that made a uh, chivalry? Uh, not shipwright. Oh, sorry. No. What do you mean? The what's not was it chivalry or the 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 the, the one where you're in Bohemia, the hyper realistic. Oh, the Arma guys. No, or no, you, they're in Bohemia. No, no, not not Bohemia. Oh, like, you mean the one like, with the like the RPG? Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, age. That guy no. was yeah. like, I don't like. Uh, he's like, there were no. He's like, yeah, there were no. There right. Were, there were no black people. Uh, yeah, so which is like, you know historically true, and people were butt hurt, and it all just kind of went away because nobody yeah. cared, and they were a small enough studio that, yeah, 
We should. We yeah. should. I haven't played that. I but uh, you know it's a good excuse to to do an episode. It's very. It's. I mean, if you like tripwire games, oof, that's a tripwire <laughs> trip art. It's not a tripwire <laughs> game, but it's very tripwirey. Right. Uh, I just. I, I spent. I played the game for like a couple hours. It was like like losing fist fights to people. <laughs> like the, like the, the the combat mechanics are very deep, and they show you like the few difficult fist fights to kind of like get used to them. But I was just not good. I couldn't parry, sure. and I was. Just, Unsurprising, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I know they, they were going for realism. There's like no magic, and it's all supposed to be hyper realistic, yeah. which is they had, they had a really good. Uh, what was the tagline? Dungeons and no dragons. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, but yeah, enough about that. But like basically, I think the the company got was soft, um, and well, I think the was guy soft. was soft. I mean, that's the thing is like, he's, well, he seemed very so. He does seem a little soft. The the he seems like a nice guy. He he looks kind of like a you know regular. Uh, Conservatard boomer type. Interestingly, I guess his uh, his banner photo on his Twitter is him in I guess some kind of African village where there's like I guess probably his wife is like holding a little African baby and the only other white there's like four African children around a tree. The wife is holding a baby. There's I guess the African mom or grandmom or I don't know exactly in the village and then there's like some kind of employee of his I guess. Who's extremely fat with like two thirds blue, one third purple hair, female, uh, or whatever you know. I, I presume it identifies as a she that as a she her. So I mean, at a certain level, it's like you know that's what we're dealing with. I mean, it's not. I, I don't yeah. begr- you know begrudge him going guy, to Africa and helping people. I guess, but I mean, I do, but I think <laughs> like he didn't realize that like you're in a like right. You're kind of on like a war footing right now. Uh, oh, and this is interesting. So in the past couple of days, because before, like, even after he had initially stepped down, his Twitter bio still read president of Tripwire. Now it reads, currently full-time philanthropist, continuing helping the poor and underprivileged of the world, including orphans and widows. It's not going to win you any points, my guy. Yeah. These people, like, yeah. Like, you don't, I, I, I think, I mean, it's hard to tell if it's boomerism, uh, but I, I don't know. It, it just... Like I, I, you can't support. Like, you got, you know what you're getting into, and if you don't, you were shouldn't have been. Like, I don't think he did know. That's the thing, and I, I still don't think he really gets it. Uh, and that's what I was gonna say is like to any of our guys in any. I mean, probably anyone listening to this has already understood this, but if you haven't, and and also if you you know anyone you know is is coming up in some kind of an impasse like this, you must make them fire you. Never step down. Never resign. Never quit like not like it doesn't help it doesn't do anything all it does is give them a stronger hand especially if you're inclined to pursue any kind of legal action but even if you aren't like you make their lives 10 to 100 times more difficult by forcing them to fire you by forcing them to to get rid of you like that they don't like what they want is for you to leave of your own accord even if it's not even if they're quote unquote forcing you to like for you to you know submit the resignation never submit the resignation never do that paperwork make them fire you and and he for whatever that's the part that i, I guess he didn't want to like cause a stink or something or maybe it was you know if he was one of the essentially a I co-founder think, sorry i think they what is it banner studios uh said they were going to stop publishing with working with them and I think he really like didn't want to hurt the company because I'm a company man. I'm a stupid boomer. <sighs> you know. Yeah. I love the company. Uh, it's also tiresome. It it really is, and and you know people need to be disabused of the idea that this you know like, but I mean I I get wanting to be loyal to people who have been good to you in the past, but like, but they're big bad to you now. You don't. Right. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, I guess we should read his statement. I mean, it's just, I don't know if I'll read the whole thing. But By now, you have heard of my exit as CEO of Tripwire Interactive. To the many fans, friends, and peers across the belief spectrum, Jesus, across the belief spectrum that have reached out to offer care and support, thank you. It means more than you can imagine. For those upset about my exit, I encourage you to continue your support of Tripwire and their many amazing partners. Please know that the owners and executive team of Tripwire have acted with class, professionalism, and have treated me well with great care and dignity, and I will forever be grateful for this. It has been blah, blah, blah. But yeah, uh, the interesting thing to me, or one of the more interesting things about this whole 
episode to me, and this speaks to your point, um, Lewis, for sure, is at no point was his tweet expressing support for the Texas law, which doesn't exactly ban abortion. I don't want to get into minutiae necessarily here, but it's it's a little more complicated than that. But I mean, let's say that that's what it does more or less functionally. Um, at no point was it ratioed, which for those of you who haven't been on Twitter in a while, don't know, is like basically like the, the it, it's an observed kind of social phenomenon on Twitter that the worst takes um, or, or at least the ones that sort of like it's a measure of negative attention that uh, when your replies exceed your likes, because basically like it's marginally more effort to write even a one word reply like you know dumbass or something in a reply than it is to or just click N. yes it's just another you know of course this is a great thing to do if you can on twitter um but like replying more often than not is especially with these kind of tweets is is a measure of of disagreement or dunking on the person making the tweet uh and liking is is also comparatively you know, it, it's like Skinner box thing is like you click the heart and the heart expands and it's it's very simple and a very like easy thing. We're just like replying. Exhaling. Sorry. It's like exhaling. It's like, huh? <laughs> yeah. Right. So, so, so the, the, the way, what, what this ends up creating is a situation where like you can basically measure how in the app. And, and this is like, sometimes you'll see like right wing stuff will get quote unquote ratioed where the ratio most like the, the basic measure of a ratio is does it exceed one to one? That is, do you have one like more replies than likes in absolute terms? But the the you know the um, the like sometimes you'll see two or three a ratio of two or three replies for every like. You know the worst takes sometimes get upwards of like I've seen ten to one um, for some truly heinous takes. And 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 I would say I don't know how it is now because I'm not on Twitter anymore. And 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 I know basically you know all interesting discourse, especially anything remotely right wing, has been pushed off. But uh, typically it would be like some journalist saying something extremely stupid or ignorant, um, just kind of reflexively left wing, and then just getting dog dogpiled by uh by not even our guys just like even normal people be like what the fuck is wrong with you you're an you're an idiot um i saw uh this was another reason as a side note on this on a recent development brian stelter i guess was the first to receive twitter rolled out a feature that's like journalist mode did you see this um i heard the phrase i thought it was satire no it's not satire i mean that's not what they're calling it that it has some official name but basically it's like if the ai algorithm determines like this this person like basically has ai level protections built in where like certain people are not able to make certain like replies as a matter of course like to these person's tweets and they're kind of like is, you're is just like the mike cernovich muzzle like mike cernovich. i think they call it auto blocking it's like basically like if the ai determines that you're likely to uh you know say something mean to this person or pointing out that they're an idiot like you're preemptively blocked on the on the uh, user interface side by Twitter before Brian Stelter ever has a chance to block you, so uh, uh, that's that's where that the level. And for a while they turned off because they noticed that like um, like retweets you could like quote one way to get around some of the this auto moderation AI moderation stuff was by retweeting your snarky take uh, rather than replying. So they turned off replies for a while and you could only quote tweet. And, and yeah, they have all this, and it inevitably fails because like, you know, what some kind of, who's iron, I don't know if it has a name, but there's an iron law of the internet where, you know, any, essentially the more open and unmoderated a space is, the more right wing it's going to be just by nature. Um, <clears throat> so I, I have, seen, you, occasionally you'll see leftist dogpiling on, on a, um, on a right wing take you, you, but mostly the overwhelming majority of the time you'll see the reverse. And here it was noteworthy to me that as much controversy and as much of a lightning that is generated and as much of a lightning rod as it was for you know shitty uh uh wine ants to um talk about you know my, my body my bodily autonomy blah 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 he was never ratioed this tweet was never ratioed i saw the i saw the the i, I started paying attention to this particular tweet of his when it was like about 1000 replies to about 2000 likes and the ratio is like yep. 30 blue checks in the Oh, they're all over and it. Yeah, they, they were all over it. Um, but as it stands, it's like 14.4 thousand replies to 18.9 thousand likes. 
and uh, with 9.1 thousand retweets and uh retweets tend to be split between at the at the very even when the with these kind of things with between like you know people dunking and people praising at a minimum um but uh yeah like it's not unpopular and 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 like, yeah, I don't, it's I think, not yeah, like, yeah honestly like what, like I, I wonder how the news went over in like the clan chats for red orchestra did like prussian blue 86 really disagree that much with this take right Right, like, you gotta uh, like uh, Tripwire, like in a in a world where like there wasn't like an HR department and all this like shit lib flexing. Tripwire could be like denying the Holocaust, and they wouldn't see a sales list. <laughs> that would be funny if there was like a little like Easter eggs, and you know, it, like a you could imagine a paper scrap or something in in yeah. Red Orchestra, like just a little environmental well, no, object. It's like all the NPCs are named Gamar Rudolph. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the audience would either not like the, like the most most of the audience wouldn't care, and the 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 biggest fans would mostly be like, "That's fucking awesome. That's based. Good for you." Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, beyond what we said so far, I don't know. Like the the one additional point that I wanted to make, which isn't exactly about gaming, but it is sort of like. Well, first of all, this is just a vindication of Gamergate and the whole, you know, like, the Gamergate has never ended. Gamergate just became what we're dealing with now. In many ways, uh, Gamergate was the 9-11 of gaming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going in the... In, yeah, I'm putting that in the show description, I think. But yes, uh, exactly. And and um, and we're just dealing with the aftermath still. We live uh, in the post-Gamergate world, you know? The, the, the thing is, like... Okay, I have seen in my personal life, and and not so much online, interestingly, but 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 I like I've seen takes to the effect of like, you know, I'm against abortion, and I'm even a, I'm even like okay with, um, with uh, like heartbeat bills or bills that restrict abortion as of you know six, eight, ten, twelve weeks, whatever. Um, but I don't like this Texas law because essentially it incentivizes snitching. Um, like in some abstract sense, I get that, but like that's an extreme novelty take. Like the sounds like a Federalist writer, right? So like that's pretty much what it was. the The thing is like the, the eternal Federalist. <laughs> the The thing is like for the most part, like your feelings. There's very very few people, even people who are like. Because the, the 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 law, okay, you can say like, oh well, you know, most people who aren't, um, you know, most people who like, like there's there's going to be some people who, as of their seventh week of pregnancy, are not necessarily aware that they're pregnant. I mean, I'm, that file that under problems I don't give a shit about. Uh, but like, okay, you can there's a, there's a tiny tiny sliver of people who are broadly in favor of abortion restrictions but the thing is this 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 bill isn't even really it's not a full ban even and it doesn't you know it, it, it's not even close yeah, uh i mean, I, I don't want to discuss the minutiae of like the the snitching thing because like abortion dialogue is like kind of silly in my opinion it's you think it's murder or it's not right well that's exactly exactly that's against, exactly my if, point to do it in like a sentence you're against murder therefore you're against abortion Therefore, who cares if you snitch? Like, there should be murder <laughs> snitch rewards, too. In fact, <laughs> in fact there are. There's not. Yeah. There Wait, are, what do like, you think Crime Stoppers is? Exactly. Yeah, it's it's like at the crack fund for snitches. Like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> like, and, you know, anyway. The, uh, the crack I just, fund I just kinda... for snitches. Yes, that's pretty much what it is. But, the, okay, so the point here is, the point, I think the point I'm trying to make here is, like, yeah, we're talking. There's a few extreme edge cases, I guess, but but for the most part, pretty much everybody who's like abor- against abortion as an ideological matter is going to be in favor of this law, which is roughly half the population, give or take. I mean, you know, abortion is broadly unpopular. It's nowhere near as, as popular as it is among like the, the 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 intellectual and media classes. It's you know the 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 support has broadly been coming down. Like, yes, it's true that there's a kind of like. The, the the median position is something like you know we, we we want we don't want abortion elective abortions after three months at the most and 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 probably closer to about twenty weeks, um, 
So, you know, you could wrangle over some of those details, but pretty much everybody who's against abortion, even if you would in, in, in the abstract in principle favor like a more of a 12 or a 20 week ban than more of like a six week ban, you're, you're not going to like counter signal Texas on this. Right. Uh, which means like functionally the position of roughly half the country at least is like unmentionable in polite society, or at least this certain circles of polite society and going to get you fired from your job, which that is an escalation. That is not, to my knowledge, that was not really, that, I don't, that wasn't true uh, a year ago or six months ago. And I don't know like how much of it is, it, it's just an interesting phenomenon to me, not again, directly connected to the gaming industry per se. I wonder how this would have played in some other kind of an industry. I, I imagine it would have gone pretty much the same. Like it, I, I guess it's now not something you're like, the regime, you know, Zog essentially is so, you know, in favor of killing babies that like, you are not allowed to be anywhere near the levers of power, any kind of position of power or real power influence, not even a, you know, mid-size game developer, CEO type position, uh, if you counter signal Zog on the issue of killing babies, which like, that came as something of a surprise to me. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I, I mean, yes, okay, maybe he didn't have to strictly sip down or, or, or maybe, you know, uh, Tripwire could have ridden out the storm. Uh, I, I, I think Chivalry 2 is doing pretty well, so I guess they didn't want to lose the financial, you know, um, connection with with the with the, with the shipwright, the developers of Chivalry series. But also, like, who cares? You know, what I mean, what? So I don't know. But what do you what do you think about that? Yeah, I kind of kind of like it's it's also I I think we all knew it. I, I was coming. You know, I don't really. I mean, the guy cucked, and it's what he does, and. I don't really care. Yeah, I kind of want to change gears because I think we actually brought up on the last show, but that China ban is pretty fucking cool. The uh, China, it's which China ban? Like, so the Ch- oh, the on what video I, games. Yeah, we, I I don't know that we mentioned it. I don't know that it had. Um, I don't remember. It's been a while since we did a gamer core, and, and yeah, for those of you who don't remember, or if we didn't mention it, or if you haven't heard. The China ban is extremely based. China, uh, in the past, I don't know, two weeks or so, basically, like, if it only applies to minors. Am I am I correct in that? But it's if you're a minor, if you're under eighteen, basically, you cannot play video games except for one hour per day over the weekend. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you get one hour per day, three hours total per week, and you're only permitted to play. It's not even just that it's like one hour at any point. It's you're literally only as a minor permitted to play video games between 8 p.m. and 9 p.m., which is fucking based and awesome. And as much as I would have hated it as a kid, that's exactly the right policy. What's more based is that this is going to like save single-player games because the the only way this thing works is through... So China has very aggressive... If you're familiar with crypto, you're familiar with uh, KYC, which I know your customer for Coinbase. You have to give them your ID and they verify it with your phone number and stuff. So they know who's on Coinbase so the IRS can tax you. China does the same thing for online gaming. Now, obviously, for, like, offline, not effectively offline, like, DRM-free single-player games, there is no KYC. So the Chinese market is, by necessity, going to pivot towards games that aren't locked into this kind of time-lock stuff. And I think it's going to probably... There's a good chance this, like, single-player gaming becomes huge in China as a result, and this... That pushes it out to the rest of the world, and also it makes it. You, this also applies to games that are always online, that are you know like your kind of uh, you know all your kind of like fee to pay stuff. Your like infinite, your app store games where you buy all this stuff. So yeah, I think you're going to you're going to see a market for like discrete single package single player experiences because Chinese kids aren't going to like. I mean, not, yeah, I'm sure they're going to go outside, whatever. They're still going to, but they're still going to want to play video games, and they're not going to want to play it in this three hour window. And I don't think the Chinese government really cares if you, like, download, you know, you know, Mario Maker or whatever on your Switch and play. Like, I, I so I, I think this will be a kind of a, a boon to the single-player games worldwide. Because I think they care. I mean, the, in so, I think they care in terms of the policy goal, which is, you know, get kids um, not to play video games so much for a variety of reasons but i i i would say that like so i I don't know that i mean it'll all kind of have to be i guess to some extent um 
under the radar. The thing is, though, and I do think that there's something to you when you're talking about in terms of the single player aspect, like multiplayer games, and I've noticed this for myself, like uh, it's, it's a treadmill and there's really no point and it can be fun. It is fun, but it's just a treadmill. It's not you're, you're accomplishing even less ultimately than you would be um, playing a single player game not only that like you're not even accomplishing as you said like people don't play video you know people like the the people who play red orchestra don't play video games they play red orchestra one of the first things that i saw in terms of um like you know play you know people have the backlog i have a backlog everybody has a backlog you know it's a common phenomenon one of the first pieces of advice i was looking at at this one time where they were saying basically like stop playing online multiplayer games like even if you want to consume more video game content like playing multiplayer online multiplayer is counter to even that goal so um like yeah i mean i and and i I do think also that you know your your ego can get wrapped up in your um standings on the online leaderboard or whatever the you know just like it 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 can be or frequently is more unhealthy uh both individually and societally than um uh just normal single player games you, you you hear a lot of cases of wasn't there a couple cases or at least one case i remember of a korean kid that like essentially died after dehydration because he played world of warcraft for like three days straight without eating or drinking um you see a lot of people you know, kids especially have these kind of problems with uh yeah especially uh mmorpgs and and uh and fortnite to foreshadow we're gonna want to talk a little bit about uh apple versus epic or epic versus the apple um, you know, I, I've never heard of a case of someone playing a single player game so much that they like, you know, died. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It works case there. You're saying death threats to Bungie and, you know, <laughs> right. right. Or, or, uh, you know, Bioshock or Bioware, Bioware. So, you know, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. You know, there's worse things. Um, you know, maybe get a little fed posty about, you know, oh, you killed off my favorite character, but. Whatever, right. Whatever. That's quite a different I mean, thing than, yeah. Let's be honest. Uh, I actually, you know, I rephrase that because Kristen wasn't Chandler. <laughs> big, single player, big single player game player. So I guess that's probably the worst it can go. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yes, no, I mean, I, I of course, <laughs> it, I take your point. No, that's hilarious. Um, do you have more than that, or do you want to talk a little about about Epic VR? I, I just want to say that's like kind of what a. I also th- I, well, I think it's not gonna. I think I thought so. China does this thing where they like kind of do these fake outs where they try to incentivize, which I think like a fascist country should do, which they you know which they are, is they don't actually do regulations because it's like they understand that it's hard to be a command economy, so they'll do this thing where they threaten regulations, and then right. the companies themselves will self-regulate as a result. Yep. And I thought this was going to be this, but they're going for it with this. I think, um, you know, they're doing – that's part of a whole host of, like, you know, uh, masculinization tactics. You know, they're, Yeah, well, that, there's been a couple of these. Um, it seems like it's, it's like a reform package. Guess, they, like, like package. basically they banned simping, and they banned also uh, – uh, like feminine men. Yeah, people who are men who are presenting overly feminine from like appearing on TV at all, <laughs> which is like based. Which is great because also like <laughs> it really sh- like shoves like U.S. conservatives yeah. face in it, where like yeah, oh well, you know, all oh, it's for the freedom to and what who draws the line of who, who's too effeminate, and it's like well, it's we just pick a guy, he'll do it, you know, like pick a random <laughs> guy and he'll draw the line. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, he'll do it case by case, and I'll know it when I see it. And, right. You know, like, you, you like the, 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 it's, it's just so very, like, refreshingly anti-liberal to watch. Yes. That you can't help but root for it uh, to succeed. Much like the Taliban, right? Yeah. And also, like, I wonder if you're, if you're going to have to see, like, because, like, the, the Pajits are kind of eternally doing, like, keeping up with the Changs. <laughs> where, yeah, and I think I and I, I and I see both because both cultures have like deep anti-liberal uh, threads. Yes, uh, you know, and I th- I can see. I wonder if this like set off a competing like masculinity push in Asia, um, which would be uh, interesting to watch. You know, I because I, 
I know the I know the Indian government has certain like very anti liberal uh like they have a lot of like uh, IQ tests and B- BJP the current like so so yeah well uh part of why the B- Modi freaks out liberals so much both in India and in the United States is the BJP his party is basically direct descendant of the RSS which was like proto Hindu nationalist like like very much a kind of like in that 1920s was that Sandra Bose? Sorry was that Sandra Bose I don't know who Sandra Bose uh the guy who went off and ended up he was the anti like the He's like he's like the uh, Malcolm X figure versus Gandhi, the guy who joined the fucking SS. I don't know about that, but uh, uh, they were they were like the RSS was was uh, it was founded in 1925, but it was very much a part of like the same kind of stuff that was happening in Italy and Germany, etc. Um, they were banned by the British, and 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 so they're basically a right wing religious nationalist thing and 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 they essentially survive in as the the um the bjp more or less uh there's some people who would disagree whatever it doesn't matter yes everybody kind of understands that they're the 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 bjp is the kind of like soft sanded edges you know we we sand some of the edges off this we like we're okay with democracy we're gonna do the you know parliamentary thing um we're not gonna you know do the 1920s fascist thing quite as explicitly um so yeah, I mean it's 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 not even just like theoretical in India's case. It's very much like this is what is popular in India to the point that the prime minister who's in power is is, is in power for these reasons, right? Um, so yeah, it's 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 a uh, it, it's a yeah I agree. It's an interesting thing to watch for sure. And and as America's star declines and the Taliban um, paints over murals of of uh, groid fentanyl. Uh, you know, it it's definitely a, a um, uh, something to watch as a development, and and, and something for us. I, I don't think there's any problem. Like, if, you know, we say like, okay, they're Chinese. They're gonna do, you know, we, they can go be Chinese over in China. You know, we're white people. We're gonna be white people over here in Western civilization. Uh, that doesn't mean that you know, if China does a policy that we like, that we think is you know pro-social and beneficial to us, there's, there's I don't think anything wrong with us saying like yeah sure why not that's you know you know to say nothing of vietnam or korea or japan or whoever india whoever else um you know we ourselves can can i think take some some cues from the chinese on this kind of stuff yeah and i you know i think obviously the you know it's i also like the idea that the state can't uh like influence behaviors retarded like <laughs> right <laughs> right implying they don't in a million ways already yes but i did want to talk um sorry okay was that really it or did you have more on on that so dota is interesting it's a, it's, it's a game but it's big thing is that it's it's very like a lot of clicking and a lot of like twitch reaction stuff and there's actually, like, an age ceiling where, like, players start, to like, around 22 to 25, begin to, like, age out of a, being a competitive Dota player, minus some very special cases. And I wonder if the Chinese competitive Dota scene is going to be destroyed. Because oh, I'm sure it will. A professional starts Oh, I'm sure. I mean, 13, I, I, 14. Yeah, exactly. Well, you have to be like young. I mean, you need 16. those, exactly. You need those, like, mid to late teen ager Twitch reflexes, even for what's nominally is dota considered a strategy game i know like i guess uh it's a, what is it arena are, whatever moba uh moba yeah. I, even for like actual i mean even to an extent for things that are more you know less focused on actions per minute like uh, company heroes you still need twitch reflexes you still need all that kind of stuff and and the best players oh, yes in part because they unless the government prevents them they tend to have more time on their hands but it's it's definitely also a reflexes issue yeah. um i wonder if there's going to be a professional like team like a state a pro team like where they're hey like the, like the chinese does feeders for athletes right in like traditional olympic sports if they're going to like pick the find the best underground dota player and instead of like putting him in detention or whatever they sent him to the secret Dota school to uh, you know win the world <laughs> but that'd be a good movie but 
No. Also, I don't think like people have this idea of China like like holocausting the gamers or whatever. Uh, like the Chinese government does does isn't like retarded. Like they they do things because they know people will, will VPN around these things and all this kind of stuff. But they put the disincentive out there, right? And also because the Chinese state has a certain amount of like cultural cachet in China, people will want to comply because it's like the patriotic thing, right? Yes. So, uh, you know, I, 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 I think it's like kind of like an unqualified good in a lot of ways. Also, like there's like a, there's whole kinds of like horrifying like gray markets around like, uh, like selling exploits and like using people to farm resources in Asia that this can only like help ameliorate, you know, um, mm-hmm. farming wow gold or, or for real world money in like the Philippines and the demand for that stuff is coming out of China and the U.S. So, you know, I, this is a, almost an unqualified good. Uh, and I, it looks like they're not going to back down. So I'm happy about that for sure. Cool. Um, Sorry, I think that you dropped out for a second, but it's fine. It, it worked out. Did Did you have more on that, or no? Uh, I kind of wanted to go on how like it's like kind of a pack thing at this point, but like I guess we gotta say they made they made like a Norse god, like a some kind of sub-Saharan again in a god of war. But, but what like, I, this is? It's all I don't care. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I expected this. You <laughs> like Norse mythology? Wow. Yeah. Um. And of course, the best thing is because, like, North mythology, every, like, there's, like, somebody, you know, every, North mythology is, like, very deep. It varies greatly region to region. So you can always find stories of, like, this god behaving in some, like, stupid or hilarious or evil way. And I saw, like, the absolute wokest uh, brothers in Tariq Nasheed's comment saying, like, this goddess gave birth to all the evil monsters of the world. And she's a black woman. It's like, huh. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I, I, I'm sure he is. Like, and that's, <laughs> I don't even know how true that is. And I, right. I honestly, even as someone who's like into a certain amount of like LARP pay gang stuff occasionally, I'd never heard of this one of Loki's wives or whatever. Like, whatever. I, I, I'd like, it's, it's also tiresome. I don't care. I'll, I, I can't muster the outrage except for to laugh at it. Um, it's like whatever, you know, like yeah, like the games are made of people who like don't like me, so I don't play those kind of games unless I'm stealing them. So. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll have to do you you suggested and we'll have to do a piracy episode at, at some point and Yeah. Um I have a system of ethical piracy. Yes. 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 I'm not gonna no spoilers, but you know. <laughs> but yeah, that's a teaser for, for future content. Yeah, I don't know what else is I mean, I you know, that's I guess as you say, predictable and I, the thing is to me like God of War is a, I don't know, we'll see. I, I was, um, to me, God of War exists as God of War 1 and 2 on the PlayStation 2. Everything else is kind of just like, whatever. I mean, it can be a good time, but but those are really the only ones that I really feel are. So so it's like, okay, and, and, and you know, it's a relatively complete, even just the first one is pretty much just a complete arc by itself. And, and even the sequel for for the things that it did well like we should do it we should do a god of war episode i guess at some point but but yeah it's not like you're not i don't think you, anyone's missing essential anything by not playing the latest god of war is implying that it's some kind of hugely important series when you know it's kind of been on life support for a while anyway so but yeah I mean, i'm sure they'll do this more with with other stuff um there wasn't i don't think much of that in the uh, i know the uh, assassin's creed didn't ancient greece stuff an ancient greece title and, and and i don't think there was really they didn't do like socrates was black yo um so much i don't think it was a little too early for that too right um okay i want to talk about epic versus apple because because i don't know maybe there okay. isn't a whole, a whole lot to well, say i i realize it gets a lot a lot funnier of a story yeah really quick yeah so are you familiar with the sonic colors scandal Okay, I saw this trending for some reason. I had absolutely no idea why. I assumed it had something to do with Christian, but no. What, it doesn't. Okay. But I'm, sh- but I'm sure he has strong opinions. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm, writing him, I'm writing him a letter now uh, <laughs> in the penitentiary. I, I want to I get him to weigh in. But so some, like, Let's Players, uh, I guess, basically it's all Sonic Colors. There's... 
it's apparently a Sonic game. Sonic games haven't been good in like a while, I don't think. But some people are big Sonic fans um, because of you know either you know fetal alcohol syndrome or whatever. <laughs> but the these Let's Players were uh, had, were in, were basically running it on it through some kind of an emulator to like create glitches to like say oh because Sonic games are like, notoriously pieces of shit recently if they always far they like to farm out to like. B tier stu- studios yeah, yeah. of like of B tier studios, and so I think they're, these these I forgot I'm not even gonna say the name because I don't want to promote it. In, also, because I'm too lazy to look it up, but they were basically running an emulator on the game and like do and basically inducing uh, like epilepsy mode all the time. When you say epilepsy and mode, like what is that? What do you mean? Like they were fucking with how the they did something where like. There's like the way that like lighting inter- inter- effect acts with like uh, how light reflects and stuff, and I believe they had basically basically they they, they damn it like they did a bunch of like weird stuff with the color palette and then made like it flash constantly because of like how the lighting worked, uh, which I'm sure is like I, could, I I might be butchering that but just like constant colors swapping brightly. Uh, <laughs> You know, but it wasn't but, it wasn't like an actual software glitch in the game no, itself. No, they were inducing it. Yeah, they gotcha. were inducing it through these emulation software. And Sega was like, "We didn't. We, our shit program is no. shitty, but it's not that shitty." Oh, no, no. Well, that's not what happened. So they were like, "Yeah, we notoriously do shitty programming in Nintendo because it was Nintendo, on the Nintendo like uh, eShop only or something like that because it's because of COVID. Like games aren't doing really physical sales a lot. So Nintendo took the extraordinary step because like they were like." Oh fucking they they fucked us again fucking Sega they shit out another terrible Sonic game, and they basically uh, opened it for uh, refunds like um. 100 refund the game, <laughs> and then after a bunch of people ref- like bought it because they're Sonic fans and they have Philocal syndrome and they had to buy a Sonic product, they saw this return Sonic product, and they were hoodwinked because actually Sonic product is if not good. Like, not an epilepsy <laughs> machine. <laughs> so, is there, like, a lawsuit or something? Or is this just, like, the Sonic... I don't pe- know. Can you sue a Let's Player for, like... <laughs> like a misleading... No, you, I don't really think you can. That's I funny. Mean, uh, so Sonic fans are, like, they're... Oh, I, I don't know if we maybe have... I don't, can't imagine we have too many. It's a, like, yeah, I know there's. I mean, I, I, I'll be honest. I haven't played a Sonic game since I think Sonic Adventure One on the Dreamcast, and uh, I, my, my, like, the last time Sonic really came to my attention was there was some insane. I think it was for like Xbox or Xbox 360, like a kind of like where Sonic basically had a had a 3D waifu for some reason, and it was just universally panned. Um, I'm sure the fans the, with fetal alcohol syndrome will know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, Sonic deserves. I mean, obviously, we're gonna have to do Mario and Zelda at some point. Sonic, I think, as a cultural object, uh, deserves its own episode too. But for like completely different reasons. Because I mean, I know I understand that people who like Sonic games, there have been a couple ones uh, recently that have been at least okay. But it seems to be one of these things that Sega or whoever is just milking. In, in a in a bizarre way and what's even more bizarre and inexplicable is like people keep buying them i just don't i just don't understand so yeah i don't yeah, no, know it's sad say uh, i mean there sonic games are like were i would even say like never really great they kind of just work a different kind of a mario that yes sense. like the studio yeah, yeah, yeah. fun to play and look at but they don't have like the depth of the staying power of like a you know, any any more any Mario game ever probably, right? Um, and I, it's almost like a console wars like a hangover that I think people are still Sonic fans. Like, I, I mean, I get what you're saying, but how many of these kids are even like how many of those kids even grew up with like this with the Genesis for Super Nintendo thing? I mean, like I did, non, but there's a non-zero percentage of <laughs> kids who probably got in through it to like Tumblr pornography. Which that's what furry. I was going to say is like the furry thing Probably. I think is the bigger entry point yeah it's also the one of these did it did that like start the furry stuff 
and then it's like kind of a perpetual furry machine. God, I don't even want this is making me like make new Sonic make my fans. skin crawl. Like thinking, oh my god, he's like. So Sega's basically. So what you're saying is Sega's profiting off furry dumb. I mean, I think. Yeah, I mean, it was that in Total War, right? That's all I got. <laughs> oh my god. I mean. Yeah, so that's that's funny. I don't know, like how. Uh, yeah, dude, I. It was a great scam. I I only have a like a Twitter for like cryptocurrency stuff anymore, but because of like I think like previous browsing habits and like Google owning your entire life and selling it to Twitter, like I still get recommended these tweets. I don't even follow them anymore, but I still get like latest. And I spent this one took me down a rabbit hole of like what's this like people are pissed like they're demanding legal action against uh, the streamers or the let's play people yeah. (laughs) Because they um, got hooked, like but can't you just okay? Wait, what's the damage? Like, so they say like, oh, I or they don't. They're like, I on behalf of cor- giant corporation that makes product that I consume, I am offended that the the integrity and the honor of product has been besmirched, and and this affects me psychologically because I have fetal alcohol syndrome. <laughs> I'm like my my self identity is like wrapped up in the reputation of Sonic. Is that like the argument? Well, I think the argument is that, like, they did Nintendo and Sega damage, but also, like, Nintendo, by, they basically damaged the sales of the game by allowing people to return it. Under (laughs) what amounts to false pretenses. But, but, like, (laughs) they could just buy it again. I was going to say, like, you just buy it again. But the thing is, like, (laughs) I mean, if you already... Borrowed your parents' credit card. Oh yeah, right. So you're yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, how many times a twenty-five-year-old get his parents' credit card per month? <laughs> I have no sympathy for Sonic fans. Like you're in a hell of your own making. You know, it's a hell of their own making. It really. There, we, it's not even. The, I mean, there's tons of cool two D platformers. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a systemic critique actually. I think it's systemic. I don't. I can't blame them individually. But I can, but I, <laughs> I'm not like going to because there's enough of happens. them that you have to ask like what went wrong yeah. like, what are we doing wrong as a society that we're producing Sonic fans like at a certain point like where did DeviantArt, DeviantArt come from like right. you know I'm sure <sighs> yeah so there's that uh, so yeah that, that, that's what I want that's, that's what I want to do at current events because sure yeah the pro sure. thing and you know, yeah I saw it I, I I was honestly I like I saw way better I saw Sonic and kind of just checked out <laughs> like I saw that it was like some kind of Sonic story and I was like all right I don't know, whatever but this is way funnier than I than I thought it would be for yeah, sure Sonic fans are mad it's like the women women be shopping it's like yeah you're kinda, <laughs> it's like a hack joke at this point but it's always true <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just play literally anything else. Or, or I mean, there's tons. I mean, or go even over the. I'm sure, like the back catalog. You know, like the. I mean, you can buy Sonic collections on Steam for like yeah. ten bucks. And like, like, there's like eight Sonic games a year <sighs> for the last thirty years. Like, there are probably ten great ones that I have no idea about, but they're right. probably out there. Um. Oh man, so. Okay, well, I don't want to stay too much longer, but I, as I kept saying, I did want to. I, I, but then as I keep saying it, like I don't know how much. So basically, Epic went one. I mean, I, Apple Apple gets to Apple gets to box out other um, competitors in like they they they're not going to be legally obligated to uh, allow you to to download and install apps <clears throat> on the iPhone an iPad from anywhere other than the official Apple app store, but they are no longer the, 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 the core of the dispute, which is why I've been kind of confused by some of this, um, the reporting to the effect of like, you know, Apple one, I mean, their shares were down, uh, three and a half percent, which I think tells you pretty much who the market thinks won. And the, the core of the dispute was essentially like the reason the, the sort of main claim was, I mean, there's all this stuff about antitrust and blah, blah, blah. But, the kind of the 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 technical side of it was that I guess for I've literally never played Fortnite and I guess I'm revealing my age a little bit there too, but I've literally never played Fortnite. As I understand it, Fortnite has in-game cash that you you buy more of it and you get like a better deal essentially. Um, and 
the problem from Epic's perspective and, and kind of generally was on the Epic Store and on Windows and I think even on Xbox and elsewhere, uh, they have some kind of bespoke agreement with with the you know like Sony for if you buy it on the PlayStation, but it's, it amounts to a standard ish cut of something like ten percent or fifteen percent or something like that. With Apple, Apple demanded the the like thirty percent that they get from developers on the App Store. Period, and they don't they didn't allow like because Epic essentially started inserting some kind of link or advertisement. I don't know what, what exactly, but a a way for you to buy the Fortnite in-game cash through the Fortnite app bypassing the Apple App Store uh, and therefore Epic gets to keep the everything instead of the 30% that would go to Apple. That's when Apple said, okay, well, you breached your contract. We're removing your app. And then that's when Epic sued. And so with respect to this most particular issue of um, like, can Apple, is Apple allowed to prevent you from like, advertising ways to purchase things outside of the official Apple App Store? The answer is no. Apple cannot do that, and, and that's the injunction. Of course, it's all been appealed. It was always already going to be appealed. But um, I, for me, like, looking at this, trying to, like, you know, uh, see it from, from a bird's eye view as much as I can, like, I always thought that was the strongest part of their case. It's true that, like, you know, because Apple's arguments essentially come down to, number one, we're not a classic monopoly because you have... Like you can go buy an Android or whatever. Um, so we're not really a monopoly. And I think that's true as much as they're kind of in certain ways functionally one. And the judge did uh, acknowledge that. She's like, well, you know, the, the phrase that the Apple used in their press was like, success is not illegal. I was like, okay, fine. Um, and that's true. They're not technically a monopoly. Um, the the thing is though that 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 like the the question of the walled garden, as they call it, of like basically, you know, when you're in the the um, the Apple iOS sphere, like what is what are you going to be allowed to do, and and what is this? I mean, this touched on. There was actually a point, I guess, in the arguments and in the decision where the judge like opined on like what is a video game. This was a question because like she noted that neither Epic nor Apple um, had really even attempted to come up with a satisfactory definition, which I think touches on. You know, I, we've brought this up on this show before. We'll bring it up again. Uh, interestingly, she um, she noted that basically. Uh, what is it that that at a bare minimum video games appear to require some level of interactivity or involvement between the player and the medium in other words a game requires that a player be able to input some level of a command or choice which is then reflected in the game itself this gaming definition contrasts to other form of entertainment which are often passive forms enjoyed by consumers film television music video games are also generally graphically rendered or animated as opposed to being recorded live or via motion capture as in films or television beyond this minimum the video gaming market appears highly eclectic and diverse so i mean i don't want to like we uh, this is maybe a grist for another mill another time but uh it's interesting that she harps at it in the way that we have is like okay what distinguishes ultimately quote video games or whatever you're going to call electronic entertainment or computer whatever from um other forms of media is this essential element of interactivity like under this definition i love like these hilariously legally broad definitions where like Google Maps is a video game now. <laughs> well, this was the problem they were having. It was like, well, what distinguishes Fortnite from other types of apps that you can download and install and run that you you know from the App Store and, and put on your on your iOS device? It's not a straightforward thing, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's she mentioned like it's interesting that she she doesn't deal with the question because like okay, Apple Maps or whatever Maps has some kind of a like it's graphically presenting right nobody uses you know even in a sense like text interfaces are graphical to the extent that they're you still have to use your eyes okay you can whatever there's a whole rabbit hole you can go down there too but like you don't use like map quest in dos and print it out like right what are you pleb (laughs) (laughs) uh just an extreme boomer yes um but grognard map map quest (laughs) grognards But yeah, I mean, there's this idea of like I, I think it's the instantaneity of the interaction and the graphically rendered. Like, if it's not, well, what do you do with like text? Yeah, I mean, this is a, it's a really what tough is, question. What is, like, what's Zork? If, is, look, if, if I look around in Google Maps in like Europe to look at buildings, is that entertainment? But when I use it to get like directions to the grocery store, that's now like a utility. But it's you know, it's it's what's a video game when I'm looking at a place I'm not going to just. <laughs> It's like, is the function of my amusement what makes it a video game? 
I think it has to be at some level. You you have to have this. Uh, I know the the, the pretentious uh, uh, people who do this kind of shit. In in to I just the love that some lawyer had to like some like some, right. like district judge had to like weigh in on like what's a video out, game. Pull out like yeah. the you know like the you know like get on the state do a soliloquy and you know really think deeply on this stuff. The other thing that I occurred love, to me, I love Anglo law. It's right. It's great. It, oh. the, the other thing that occurred to me about this is like, okay, well, with like walking simulators or or maybe the best case like visual novels. Like, is a visual novel without any like if you don't if you can't actually is it a comic in, book is it right. EPUB of a comic book video game right. I mean, what's the difference between an EPUB of a comic book and a video and, 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 and a visual novel where you don't actually make any choices, like. I, you know, these are these are all kinds of like uh, is is are interesting questions. I don't want to like dwell too long on them now. It's just it's 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 funny how this this legal dispute touches on on all these kinds of things. But um, yeah, back to the to the legal side of it. I always thought like, it was it was unlikely to Apple's not a monopoly. So as much as we you know you or I or anyone might personally really have a problem with Apple and whatever like okay they're not but they're not quite a monopoly at least not yet um but but that's clearly anti-competitive and i always sort of was like you know to the extent that i have any boomer conservative type priors about wanting the system to like just be fair on a basic level i was like i I, it was hard for me to understand how like you know justice would not require a finding to the effect that um Apple's behavior was extremely anti-competitive and, and and unacceptable, and that is indeed what at least this level of of the judicial system has found. I guess we'll see, you know, what how that develops um, yeah. further on. But I was I wouldn't say heartened, just kind of like okay, like it's good to see that somebody has a sense of of, of fairness. So also, I mentioned I get my video game news filtered through like crypto Twitter these days, <laughs> and there were some absolute like, uh, like celebrations among like the bitcoin crazy people like the bitcoin maxi types and they were talking about like uh apparently there's some way you can read so there was the judge made some ruling on like what a currency is and what currencies have to be accepted oh yeah right because like you're what you're buying yeah 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 totally and apparently bitcoin met like the the requirements of being a currency under this judge's once again this judge like suffer and like imagine a definition for currency like internet money <laughs> and like i'm sure dude, i think this, this poor lady and her like staff were like can you imagine she's some like district judge in california like i don't know shit about any of this and like yeah there was i, I saw like uh in, early in the, essentially in the in the trial phase there were like they they, they there was uh because it, it would make the news occasionally in the gaming press of like the just explain it like I'm five level of shit they had to do for um, this judge and and then the poor people like just trying because like the, you know I don't even think the lawyers necessarily understood all that much at least yeah. not at first I mean I'm sure they knew the legal side but fine interface right fine graphic. <laughs> it's like oh god so so, so yeah and, and there there were some some funny moments of of um of stuff like that and I, I guess there was a one point where what was it the apparently there's some kind of banana man in in uh in shorts that's like some kind of Fortnite skin or something and yeah, george floyd <laughs> i'm dead i'm fucking dead uh anyway so there was this exchange between the apple lawyer and and uh, what is this? The um, Epic marketing director Matthew Weisinger, the Apple lawyer. We have a large yellow banana here in a tuxedo. Yes, that's Peely. <laughs> After noting that Peely is wearing <laughs> George Floyd, we thought it was better to go with the suit instead of the naked banana because we are in federal court right now. Uh, Epic lawyer. There might have been an implication that showing Peely without a suit might have been inappropriate. Is there anything inappropriate? And then they show a picture of a naked Peely in the court. Is there anything inappropriate about, about Peely with, without clothes? To which the marketing director replies, quote, it's just a banana, ma'am. <laughs> I love that, like, we devised this system to prevent, like, duels among the English gentry. Right. And now they have to work out, use this system <laughs> Like, is this out. banana naked, but he doesn't have a penis? <laughs> but, like, also, because, like, the system is used to, like, prevent death and murder in theory you have to like you can get subpoenaed right to discuss the relative 
<laughs> yeah. Pant, like, uh, oh, God. I love this country. Oh, this <laughs> empire is gonna like. Oh. It's a great place. Love it. We yeah, got the best. Like, we got the best courts. Best empire. We, we got the we best, best empire. Empires, don't we, folks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, that's pretty much you, all you I had on. So much you'll get tired of giggling, and I'll say no, no. You have to giggle more. Right. Yeah. Well, if you don't laugh, I mean, what are you gonna do? Like, don't take that as an like, invitation. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. Anyway, so. So that that this phase, the, I guess the initial court phase of that is over, and I didn't really have anything else. I just wanted, I think it was you know, gaming news of note that touches on on some interesting um, interesting issues, and uh, yeah, that's about that's about all I had. I actually, I think we we touched uh, on a, a lot more than I initially thought we would, which is good. It's good to get a little roundup like this. It's been a while. I know we, we we've been off air for a little bit, but uh, um, we, again, we appreciate your support and. Um, and just want to let you know everything's everything's great. We're all good here and, and excited about our get, get ready to be excited for consuming next content for sure. Did you did you have anything else or no? Because I can't shield the show because we're currently on the show. So it doesn't make sense to shield. <laughs> Listen to the show <laughs> that you're currently listening to. Yeah. More shill it to other people. I think we um, I shilled yeah. it a little on uh, tedious yesterday, and and hopefully we'll get some new viewers and listeners. But um, yeah, I'm a little behind actually. Maybe that's the thing I can do. Um, <laughs> I don't know uh, what it, buy my polygon coins. I've got a lot of them. That I need to too <laughs> Whatever. Good night. Take care, everybody. Tom, girls are dumb.